0: If there's ever a time to take a detour, it's when you see a superstar. It's the Kimology 411 Superstar segment where Kim
1: introduces you to awesome people and their amazing stories. And now,
0: ladies and gentlemen,
1: our latest superstar guest, along with our very own superstar,
0: Kim show. Welcome to another superstar segment of Chemology 411. I'm excited today because my friend Tiffany Langer is our new superstar guest for this week. Oh my goodness. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm doing wonderful. So you are located in where? (laughs) Aberdeen, South Dakota. Oh my gosh, South Dakota. That's such a great place to visit for a week and then come back home. (laughs) I know. I actually was
1: laughing because as I've lived here, so I've lived here for almost four years. I'm starting my fifth year. um, I I didn't realize how small South Dakota was. So we live in the third largest city in South Dakota. Oh, my. And our population is, I think, (laughs) 28,000. So yeah, we are small. small. The state has under a million people in it.
0: Oh my. And, and probably because it's a little chilly. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You know, today is a, is a nice day. Yesterday was really nice, but then man, I, I said, everybody thinks Kansas weather is crazy, but like they have never seen anything like South Dakota. Like we got 130 inches of snow. I think last year, like last winter, once it snows, the snow doesn't melt. It just turns to ice uh-huh. And then you just like have a bunch of
0: snow until May. So, and my friend, my friend is from Wisconsin, and that's exactly how it is up there. When I'm like complaining about, oh, we got eight inches of snow, and he's like, oh, we got thirty-two. <laughs> like,
1: oh, eight. I know every time somebody tells me like that, that oh, we have whatever inches of snow, I'm like, oh, is that is that hard? Like. Yeah. Your life is really hard because my best friend, I think, I think that Topeka got like a record 32 inches over the winter season last year, the year before 32. We can get that in a weekend, a weekend. Like I remember the first time when they're like, we're going to get 24 inches of snow. And I was like, wait, (laughs) at one time, and now it's just normal, you know, you just yeah. hunker down, but it's, it's funny because I'll send, I'll send like my friends pictures of the newspaper. Cause sometimes I get to be on the newspaper or Scott's on the newspaper for something. And I send a picture and they never pay attention to what I'm sending them. They just see like wind chill, dangerously low, negative 45 degrees, you know, this weekend alert. And they're like, what? Like, <laughs> so <they laughs> do, it's just, those are the things that it's like, I guess that's normal.
0: No, that is not normal. <laughs> it's it's Fine. beyond like do you pretty. leave do they, I mean cuz they probably have a pretty good system of cleaning your streets if possible. Oh yeah, they're
1: they're excellent at it. And I mean, the funny part about it is, and I did not even know this was like a thing, but they have like emergency routes and they show you like in the paper, they print that stuff and if your car's there, they tow you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they put it back and then they ticket you and they I mean, they have that system so good. It's impressive. It's beyond impressive. You know, but my husband is a hockey coach and he's incredibly impatient. So he like We live on a new development and I mean, we're on a dead end. So we're pretty much last priority. Like I get it, but Scott does not understand that. So we got a huge snow in April. It was during playoffs, obviously not this last season, but our, our Robertson cup winning season in 2019 and Scott was losing his mind. Like he was like pacing, like just how am I going to get out? How am I got to get to the rink? You know, just I said, Scott. I don't know what to tell you. He made the owner of the team with this big old truck. Like, he's like, I don't care if he has a snowmobile back here. Like, he wanted out of here. So, now we have a guy who we're, like, number one on his list. And he knows. Like, 7 a.m.
0: Be at our house. He to get you, to, to back. get you out. Now, see, I think Kansas, I think, it, I think it sucks for us because it's like when you get tons of snow, like Colorado, stuff like that, those systems are on it. And then, of course, you've got, like, Florida and Texas, and I apologize for any pounding. If you can hear pounding, still putting siding on my house. I uh, apologize for any dog barking. So, <laughs> so, um, so Texas, Florida, you know, they're like, you're going to get a half an inch of rain, maybe some ice. They just close everything down. Like, they're just, like, closed down. But in Kansas, we get just enough snow to where they're like, yeah, we'll get it cleaned off, but we don't really care too much. So they don't really they're not awesome at getting our snow off because they it's really kind of like in your situation, it's really not that big of a deal. But for us, it's a big deal. It's like I can't drive in eight inches of snow. You gotta get this off.
1: And I think too people in Kansas, I mean, I would say you've got a split on like know how to drive in snow, don't know how to drive in snow. Like it's it's not a very like good a lot of people don't know. And and you guys have a lot of cars there that aren't like here. You don't really see cars in the winter. I mean, right? it's pretty SUV truck. Like if you're driving a car, you're ballsy. I mean, I, that's the first thing I did was trade in for a four wheel drive Jeep. I mean, it was like, and, and so, but I feel like everybody here is pretty good driving in the snow right and so right. I it's definitely a different feel but the it's funny because people in Kansas always complain about the four seasons in a day and I'm like you have no idea how extreme that can be like it is way crazier here like it'll be 90 degrees and then 20 inches of snow
0: oh my see now i uh- it's always funny to me when always everybody always thinks that they have something special going on because you can do the same thing in different places. I mean, we don't have 20 inches of snow, but the, the weather and someone will go, oh, the Kansas skies are the best. And you're like, it's a sky. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so true.
1: I always laugh though, because I do notice a lot of weird things about South Dakota. And I always will say that to people like, I mean, you know, this is like just a thing in South Dakota, like this doesn't happen anywhere else. And they're like, what? <laughs> Like, they're so, like, what, like, you don't have chislick And I'm, like, no, you made that up. Like, you literally made up frying steak and dipping it in ranch. Nobody else does that. Like, it's strange. I mean, it's good. It's just not really, like, a thing anywhere else. Like, it's a weird word.
0: And they're, like, what? Like... <laughs> That is cool. I've always lived in Topeka, so I have absolutely no clue, but I do travel a lot to different places. I love coming to South Dakota. I love going up there and, you know, get a cabin and go see uh, Mount Rushmore, and they've got an, um, a, a spring. It's an in... It's an in like, the, it's inside spring that you can go in and go swimming. It's huge. We used to take the kids up there. And the water was really warm. It didn't matter when it was. But it was actually rocks on the bottom because it was actually a spring that they built this huge building over with, like, slides. And so that was always a fun vacation. But we always went in the summer. <laughs> right. Right.
1: And, and I think South Dakota, that's one of my favorite things is that it's a really cool place that a lot of people can drive to. Yeah. So it's not an overly expensive vacation. It's very affordable. And there's a lot of just natural beauty to South Dakota. Yeah. You know? And I, I agree. It's, it's remarkable, uh, the tourism aspect of how important that is to South Dakota too. And I'm not an outdoorsy person, so it's really funny. I mean, my husband's from New York. I'm from... Topeka, which I don't really feel like I was ever overly exposed to outdoorsy things in Topeka. Right. And so it's funny moving here and hunting and fishing is such a huge, and everybody's like, do you? And I'm like, no. Like if I hit an animal when I'm driving, I cry about it for like two days.
0: So that reminds me, that just get, brings up Shit's Creek. Have you ever seen that show? Love that show. Oh, when they're, the millionaires have to move out to the country. I can just imagine you and Scott.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're like in the best part is everybody asks Scott. Because you know, guys, most guys like outdoorsy stuff. And so everything he goes on, they're like, do you like to hunt? Do you like to fish? And he's like, No. No, like our idea of vacation is like going to a really nice hotel and like laying in bed and ordering room service and watching ridiculous stuff on TV and then going to the spa. Like that is like our, like, how great is this? Or Scott likes to just stay at home. He loves home because he's on the road all the time. But yeah, people are like, do you like to go and, you know, you have to like fishing. And I'm like,
0: I mean, I'll go fishing, but we got to throw the fish back. Right like I and and I don't own the poles but I could probably I like to, I love to fish but but I don't need I don't need to catch anything I love to sit drink my beer and right. just throw it in with my bobber and then reel it in and then throw it in and just see how great I can throw it in and then reel it in yeah. I love fishing but to actually I, catch something
1: nowadays yeah mm-hmm. I did finally go golfing for the first time I mean that's one thing covid did for me I finally like was so like for, forget it. I'll just go, you know, because I was so desperate to just like have a life. Um, so I went golfing and I I was really good, but not really good. Just like the more I drank seltzers, the better I got. <laughs> so I documented the entire thing on my Instagram story. So it was really fun, and um, yeah, maybe I'll go back
0: sometime. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? So you were, you brought up COVID, and that's the big thing going on right now, and. I I have a love hate with it, you know, like, because I have built my business so much changed philosophies. I've met so many amazing people being able to do this, um, is actually cool now. Whereas before people would have been like, that is so generic. And I can't believe you're doing that. And nobody would have wanted to even watch a video like this, but now you've got all the superstars and you've got the late night show and the news, they're all doing this. And it became the cool thing. And it's like, I've been doing this for a long time. I just never posted the videos because I have the podcast. And I thought like, nobody's going to watch these videos and I will upload a video and I'll have five views immediately, which Mm -hmm. is crazy to me. But, then I hate the COVID because I, I I I'm closing down businesses and I'm watching people suffer um, financially, mentally, and that people are fighting and they're so angry with each other. And if you don't wear a mask, you kill people. And if you do wear a mask, you're a sheep. And everybody <laughs> yeah. wants to everybody wants to control everybody because the narrative with COVID was you're going to do this for everybody else. And I think in my mind, if we would have just said this is how we're protecting you. And we would have made it a me thing. We would have probably followed things a little bit differently. But when you started telling me, no, you're just protecting everyone around you. I was like, that's not, that doesn't sound right to me. So Kansas, we're all split. We've got like 90 counties that have no mask mandate. We have some counties that have never had a case because we have all the rural people here, which mm-hmm. would fit into what you are—the bigger cities. I think whole states rule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they, so we have um, here. We have like a mass mandate, but we have low infection. We don't really have high numbers, but everyone's still ch- acting as if we're New York and all that kind of stuff. What is going on in South Dakota? Like the the mentality and. Like, what are your struggles or accomplishments or whatever?
1: So I'm sure if anybody watches the news, they've seen a lot about South Dakota lately because our numbers are increasing. You know, we have a governor who feels very strongly about personal responsibility. And it's been interesting because I feel like I call it the COVID roller coaster. I feel Mm -hmm. like we're all on it. We all just kind of up and down, especially me with my husband being a hockey coach. And now the team has reported back. And so it's just that anxiety of the unknown, you know, I, I don't know if I've had COVID. I was super sick in February. It could have been, it could have not been, but it's just that fear of, I don't want to live in fear, but I also want to make smart decisions for my family. Right. So Aberdeen where I live has did shut down for a couple weeks, you know, and by shut down, I mean, restaurants, bars, And, and by restaurants, just the indoor seating, they could do carry out and, um, hair salons. And that was for a couple weeks. And then they brought it back and we haven't shut down since. I don't foresee Aberdeen shutting down. Our governor let it be by city mandate and by state mandate. Uh, I actually just, I'm on city council now and I ran during COVID, but I just messaged the mayor yesterday just to get a quick update on numbers. And we're actually doing really well. I know our numbers are high, but our hospitalizations are low. And that's my biggest concern is I want to make sure that our hospital is able to handle what's going on. And as long as that's happening, that's my number one concern. You know, I am wearing a mask, it's not mandated, but if I'm going to a, a big public area, I'm gonna go to a board meeting later and I'll be wearing a mask, that I'm gonna be around people, I wear the mask. Right. Um, but a lot of people don't. I would say here the majority of people don't. Uh, we do have two colleges in town and I know that they were having some issues but the numbers are starting to go down. What I find is interesting though, when I talk to a few people, and and I'm curious to see if you agree with this, a lot of people aren't telling when they have symptoms now because they're scared they're going to get quarantined and they can't afford to. A lot of people can't afford to be quarantined for two weeks. If I get quarantined for two weeks, I can still work. I can work from home. I can operate fully, but a lot of people can't. So that's really interesting to me. I've, I've talked to several people in town and a few people out of town who have said that. So I don't know if that's something you think as well, but... I
0: agree, and I... so back when the PUA came out and people were getting all this money and these employers were pumping money towards people. I mean, if it was a cop, people were like, I I need to go get tested and I need to go get quarantined because my sister's cousins, whatever. And it was like the cool thing to do. Like everybody wanted to get tested. Everybody was kind of freaking out a little bit. Well now the money's kind of dried up in my mind and it's not all there. You've got employers that are like, do you have vacation time now? I mean, it's been six months. So now you are correct. It's like, um, if you have that cough, and I've got allergies, asthma, I'm always sick. So people look at me when I cough, and my mom, my daughter looks at me like, do not cough in public, mom. What are you doing? I know, it's so awkward. But I, I can't breathe because of my, since I've been seven years old, illness. Mm-hmm. And so I do believe that people don't want like, I just another friend of mine on Facebook the other day said, if you wondered where I had been at for the last 15 days, I had COVID and this were my, you know, this is what happened. But no one knew he had COVID. No, he didn't get on there and go, all right, guys, feel sorry for me. I think now people are like, it's like a plague. So you don't want to get it. Like, no, and then, yeah. you up, and then you become a person like, it's your fault that everybody is sick now because you went out to eat and didn't know you were sick. And it's that blame game. So at first it was kind of like, Oh no, you have COVID. And now it's like, you have what, why did you go out? So that the, we have that shift here. of mm-hmm. People are just kind of like, mm, I'm not saying nothing. I like, I don't feel good and I'm just going to stay home. And, and of course, most when people- I, I potentially got exposed
1: and I called my doctor And I, I said, do I need to get tested? And he said, if you haven't got a call from the state, you know, and you don't have any symptoms, wear a mask whenever you're around people and you don't have to quarantine though. That's the rule. Like if you, and if you don't get a call from the state and you feel fine, wear a mask. He said, that's the best thing you can do. So I did. And I, I canceled my appointments. I mean, I, I stayed very much at home if I could, but you know, I still, I wore a mask everywhere I went and that was what I did. And I I don't think I had COVID. I don't think I was actually it was a just a very potential. But yeah, I didn't tell we a person, anybody. Oh no. Like, oh guess what? Like I was very like wear the mask. But I will say I feel like and I get judged when I wear the mask. I do feel yeah. like
0: that. Yeah. And and I'm it's like, uncomfortable. I, I believe that I believe that um I I believe it's it's extreme on both sides. I'm I'm always in the middle person. I have. Same. Absolutely. Please do what you want to do to make yourself feel comfortable. Like I have supper club on Thursday um, this month and a couple of the people are like, oh, great. We're going to specs. And I'm like, oh, you should join us. And they're like, I'm not comfortable being around large, in large groups. I was like, okay, well, maybe in the future, I'm not going to say, oh, my gosh. Because honestly, that all I want to do is take care of myself. But because right. well, we started this project out, this, this virus out, us having to protect everyone around us, we have become superheroes in my mind, like I will do what I can. And then the other people are like, okay, you're, you're wearing a mask and you look stupid because I'm, I'm reading these articles, you're reading these articles, and these are the articles no one are reading because they're the truth. They're the real things happening.
1: When I said too, like, I could literally photo, I'm pretty good at Photoshop. I could Photoshop anything. I could make you look like you're from Timbuktu and you have 16 doctor's degrees. And I mean, so the, the knowledge that people are using on both sides, I'm just like, did you really research this? So somebody will send me an article and I'm like, did you research this? Like, I don't have any interest in just reading something if I don't right. know that it's factual. And yeah, I, I also think too, like with Scott and I, we don't really go out to eat right now. We are ordering to go. We Every Sunday, our favorite breakfast place that we almost always go to, I know is going to be busy and I know it's going to have a pretty large elderly population there because that's right. what they do on Sunday mornings after church. I... Feel comfortable ordering to go. I'm still supporting them. We still have a great breakfast. We just eat it at home. And I just don't understand why people, I think it's hypocritical to say, if you don't feel comfortable, stay home. And then when I do, they're like, oh, but you're a sheep.
0: And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. So I, well, I do can I do anything right? Like, I don't know. Well, when I can't wear a mask because of my asthma, and so I have panic attacks. So my heart, whatever. And I'm not sick. I social distance. And I really don't go anywhere. I work from my house. I'm here all the time. I go to the grocery store on Wednesdays because my daughter said they're less crowded Wednesdays. So she changed me from the Friday that we normally went. So we go Wednesdays. And I'll go out to eat once a week, once a month with my separate club people um, because I have to have social interaction. But besides oh, yeah. that, I walk outside by myself. I go to my gym. There's never more than two people in my gym at a time. I'm very cautious of what's going on. But when I say I want to go into the grocery store, and they're like, How rude of you, non-sick person, to want to go out and get your own groceries. You need to stay home. And what affected me was my ex-husband was very, very abusive. And if he let me leave the house, then that you know, like there were times where he was like, You're not leaving, but I need to go. No, you're not leaving this house. So when you are a survivor and you fought your whole life to try to get back and stand up for yourself, and then these people come and they look at you and they say, no, you have to do what I want. And if you don't, you're a bad person. I immediately just, I, my, my survivor part comes up as like, you will never tell me what to do again. I don't mean to be rude, but honestly, you need to stop talking to me because I get, that's my, my, my anxiety pulls up. But I do stay away from people. I do what I'm supposed to do. I don't go out. I've not been to, I don't go to the bars and hang out. And, and I've been to like two bars uh, for like a birthday party, but s- nobody was there. I mean, there's n- nobody there. So, but I don't want you to judge me, nor would I tell you don't go, don't, you know, like you should go out to eat. I only thing I tell people is you better be tipping very well when you go out to eat. Whether you I always say when we do carry
1: out, I always tip too, which I think is really important. Yeah. Um, I, and I was a server for years, a bartender for years. So I, I empathize and totally respect and, and do my best. And I always tell Scott, whenever we have something delivered or anything, I'm like, did you tip, you know, and I tip well, <laughs> yeah. so I, I usually tip 20%, even though it's carry out right. and people think I'm crazy. And you know what? I know that lifestyle. So I do. And I have a friend as well, who had some domestic, violence issues and domestic abuse issues and she has a hard time with masks as well and um just the constricting piece Mm -hmm. of it because of you know she had been smothered with a pillow before and and she it's bad for her and triggering for her and I know as somebody who has dealt with mental health issues with the loss of my son the triggers that happen and what it does to a person and their mental health and so I think again that COVID roller coaster like I said just that balance of it and I really feel if people were a little bit more compassionate and had a little bit more empathy, wow, what a world we could have versus right. constantly it's my way or the highway. That's not how life works. No That's not how relationships work. <laughs> um, you know, it, you have to have compromise in it. And I try my hardest to, to always think about what the other person is experiencing because I just, I know from my own personal experience what it feels like to be the one who's crushed inside. Right. So, right. I wish the world was a little more friendly in that way and and all I can hope to do is continue to be kind yeah. and spread love
0: for sure. That's that's exact, that's that is what I try. That's what I try to do. Try to spread a positive a positive attitude. Um and so when when covid first hit, I took to I took to Facebook because I wanted to mark the 14-day Um, uh, squash the curve thing or whatever they called it and so I didn't realize that for 64 days I was going to have to do this because that's how long we were on lockdown and so every day I would put out a question just a very positive question and I would get hundreds of people. And then if I forgot the question, they would send me a message and say, did you have the question for today? (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And to come up with 64 positive things, and they're still back on my Facebook. And I've told other people who are trying to engage in Facebook, I'm like, go look at those questions. Because there were some really good questions there that were just just not COVID, just fun. And um, I noticed on your Facebook, um oh, a while back, I noticed that you had a problem locating cheesy potatoes. <laughs> and so you kind of did the same thing. You asked a very, just a fun conversation that wasn't, that if anybody, the worst thing someone could say is cheesy potatoes are gross. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that was the best part. And then I thought they were crazy and I was judging them. Here I am being a hypocrite. no. <laughs> i mean but who doesn't like cheesy potatoes oh i know especially with barbecue that's you have barbecue and no cheesy potatoes you are not a
0: good barbecue person as far as i I don't even want your barbecue goes in the trash cheesy potatoes are so easy with the hash browns and cream of chicken soup and some cream of chicken soup and some onions and some cheese and and it makes them fluffy and light and oh my gosh yeah so i saw that and i thought it was funny but then um i was in branson a couple months ago looking at some shoes and they had all the fancy shoes and they had an entire wall of crocs and i'm talking croc slingbacks croc flip flops shoes and i was like where the heck did these Crocs come from? And then you post on Facebook, (laughs) what's up with the Crocs? When did they, it's just like overnight, it's like COVID happened and then
1: Crocs are back. Like, you know, COVID was probably the best thing that ever happened to Crocs. Because (laughs) apparently all hell's broken loose and everybody is, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It is like the new thing. No. I even saw somebody dress up they're like looking for a way to be a croc for Halloween. Ah, <laughs> I, I mean and there's fan, there's like leopard print
0: quack crocs oh, no. and apparently they have the things that go in the holes now. Yep, yes you do. Yeah. Well, well I guess if you're working at home, you want to be comfortable. I don't wear shoes, but I guess maybe some people would want to wear shoes and now they can put their fancy you know, like I have my t-shirt on here Then I've got my, my, um, exercise pants, um, uh, shorts on here cause I'm comfortable. Maybe they feel as if they need shoes on and they want to be comfortable. I don't, I don't I know. have UGG slippers. They're wonderful. I can
1: give anybody the link. <laughs> like when I, if you ever see me walking around in Crocs, I've either lost a bet or I've lost my mind. Those are the two things. So you know, I'm curious, I'm sh- guessing your listeners were, he- somebody's offended right now because right. you know they love Crocs. And in South Dakota, they love their camo Crocs.
0: Oh, yeah. I saw the camo Crocs too. <laughs> I mean, because I was in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> Can you imagine me in my beautiful
1: burgundy leather jacket with a pair of Crocs? Like, what is happening in
0: this world? I'm surprised I don't have like the Crocs. That have like the whatever with like a little fake point on it to make it look like you could wear it under like your slacks.
1: And then and then on my post, this lady was like, "I like the fur-lined Crocs." What? what? They have fur-lined Crocs. Fur-lined. I, but they're a thing. It's a thing. It, it, it is a thing. <laughs> And here we are. Crocs is probably their website's gonna blow up now. I know because they're gonna be like looking up at the Crocs because those superstars are talking about Crocs (laughs) exactly. Uh, I also posted though for people to tell me a positive thing that happened to them in 2020 because I am so sick of the negativity, and that post really blew up too. Oh, really? My favorite thing when you post things like that that are just fun. I love the interaction you get from people that you just haven't talked to in years. Like you almost forgot you were friends with them, you know, them, but it's like, I did another one too, that I love. You should do this one. And it was like, like comment the most, like an unpopular thing you uh, like that you think. So like people were just caught and it was like no politics. So like I commented, like, I'm not a fan of mashed potatoes, which is like a huge deal. And I want to like them, but like, I just don't. And I mean, the thing I was dying, it was so funny, the things that people would comment and then you're supposed to comment, agree or disagree. That's all you can comment. So people, I mean, it blew up and it was so fun because these things are just
0: ridiculous that people were saying. Well, and and we're in that time. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a full circle. So we had the not knowing, we had the thought we knew, we had the probably wrong information, So our emotions are going through. And what I found during COVID was nobody wanted to laugh. Sense of humor was not acceptable. And that's when I would get in trouble on Facebook. And my podcast has saved my life because I have made two vulnerable posts on Facebook because of my life coach. She told me I had to make one and one of them I just had to for a friend. But one of them, I was destroyed on whether they're going to shut down our farmer's market because one of the people didn't have a mask on back in the tent and health department came in. I was destroyed. I was called inconsiderate, horrible person. These are from friends of mine who know who I am. And I was just like, so I have unfollowed most people on Facebook. Anybody that wants to call the right or the left, a name and, and, and are vicious. I've just unfollowed them right now because I know that they're not in their right mind. Meaning they're they're they're, they're struggling and and they'll be like, I'm not fearful. But yeah, and then you're like, okay, well that to me is very fearful. Like I, I just want to live a happy, positive life. I want to be I, I wanna, you know, enjoy what I have on this earth. I am not young. I want to I want to go on my adventures be safe, but you should always be safe. Like you should always take precautions. And so I think that's a big piece of
1: all of this is we've all become more self-aware of precautions that we probably should have been taking during the flu season and during all of these other things that we've been facing. But people I found can be very vicious mm -hmm. and I've learned to not tolerate a lot of abuse that I did, that I tolerated before, you know, in the last year I've done a lot of growing and it's been incredibly, incredibly powerful. The ability to say, you know, there's a season for this friendship and there's a season for this relationship and it's changed me and who I am. And I'm thankful for that because it takes a lot of strength to recognize when something's toxic. Right. And so it's good that you recognize that and that people show their true colors. Yeah. And
0: well, yeah. And, and I think, cause you did go through, you went through a really, really hard time. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, it when you go through something like that, and then you're more than welcome to talk if you wanted to, but it opens your eyes to the little tiny things that bothered you, almost embarrasses you that you spent so much time like caring about this when you now understand what other people are going through with, with even like with the abuse part i 've got all these friends who have, who are survivors, and we're working together to figure out how are we going to help all the other people out there who have to resurvive because everything is back you know the the, the abuse the, the mental part the the alcoholism the drugism the drugs and all that kind of stuff a lot of them have failed because their their resources were gone and you know every day is a struggle for them but some people some people like to nitpick and evidently have never encountered something that has just changed their entire life and i think
1: too a lot of times we think that things have happened to us that are life changing that really aren't And, you know, in the moment, it feels like something is just so horrific that we think it's the worst possible thing that can occur in our lives until the actual worst thing happens. And, you know, I'm totally open about, you know, my, my husband and I lost our son in July of last year and I was 36 weeks pregnant. Everything was normal. And, you know, that was a complete and utter just shattering moment in our lives. And I, I didn't really know how, how crazy my life would change. And it really did. I mean, I look back one year ago today and I wrote about, I have a blog called strength and grief about it. And I just did a blog post last night talking about my mental health. And you really don't know the depths of your depression until you're out of it. And I talk about how the band was playing the other morning and I heard it cause I live next to the high school and I thought I lived here last year and I never heard this band. How did I not hear that? So then that night, the high school was playing a football game and I asked my husband if that was how it was last year. And he like laughed and was like, yeah, it's that loud. Cause I thought the neighbors were having a party, but oh, I was wow. in such deep depression and despair. I never heard that. And it blew my mind that your mental health, that you just, your body shuts down because your body's protecting you. And it was so exciting to me because I could hear joy again. And I, I, it was the first time that I really realized that. And what an epiphany, like, but people don't realize when they're depressed. And I think COVID has really hurt that mental health piece because we're alone and we're, we're isolated. And people say, Oh, I'm an introvert. I, that was built for this. We're not, even if you're an introvert, you still like some social interaction whether you're talking with people or not but just being in a room
0: with people makes you feel alive right yeah we did a whole episode my my co-host tyson he's an introvert like a huge introvert and um we did a whole we did a whole podcast on the introvert part and he even says he even says that's not that's not an introvert like like um when People that aren't introverts. I don't think an introvert really says that. I think people who either think they're an introvert or they're just they're just trying to be funny, saying, "Oh well, introverts have to love this because they don't want to do it." Okay, that's not really what an introvert is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, everybody, anytime you're being told and you have to change your behavior without it being natural, is a negative effect to you're being and the part with COVID and you can, people can go back and listen in March and April and May and Tyson and I, we, we knew exactly what they were saying in June and July where they were changing their mind. We already said it. I was wrong on one thing. I was wrong on that stupid $600 PUA thing. I didn't think they'd be stupid enough to do what they did, but they did. But everything else, when it came to, the masks and stuff. We were like, it's it's not. You know, the masks aren't that. The cloth masks. Any of my doctor friends tell you, all they do is de- they 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 keep the load down. So you don't breathe in as much and you don't breathe out as much. But it doesn't keep it from happening. And you need that for the herd human herd immunity. You need that. There's like all these different things that that you're listening to in past podcasts that that. I knew what was going on, but it didn't click in my brain. And that's why it was bothering me. When something doesn't go into place, like my brain is a puzzle. It's always been this way. And it, uh, it's one of two things. If you lied to me and, and like you said, um, yesterday was, you know, was 92 degrees outside, it was sunny and I went to the beach. And then later on that night, you were like, man, yesterday sucked. It was rainy all day. My brain would be like, click, 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 click. I I, I wasn't even paying attention. It would be like, that's not true. Like, that's just how my brain works. And with everything that we were being told, I kept saying, this doesn't make any sense. Like, this doesn't, these don't fit into the patterns. And so I believe that a lot of people out there are struggling with it not making sense. And they don't know. They're just like, um okay, I will believe you, but they don't, they don't believe you here. They're just trying to believe you. That's going to cause a lot of problems, I think in the future.
1: Yeah. I think to just the misinformation, I mean, social media is a great thing and it's a powerful tool, but it's also a terrible tool in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, and like I said, I can Photoshop or make a video that looks however I want. And it's really hard to tell people it's not true. Right. And, also, opinion and fact are two totally different things, and it gets really skewed. And so, that's that's hard. And I've worked really hard with as a business I mean, I'm a business owner, I work full time, and now I'm a city councilwoman. And it's I have to work really hard to gain facts. And I get a lot of emails based on emotion, and I can't just close businesses or enforce things based off of people's emotions. I have to use facts and talk to medical professionals and get advice from them because I'm a firm believer in. I'm not an expert in certain fields, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a decision based off of my feelings. Right. I'm going to
0: make good decisions. And so that's what I need to do. And that's what we all should be doing if, Mm -hmm. if we knew where to find the information. I think our problem is, is that we're inundated Mm -hmm. with information and we Mm -hmm. find what makes sense to us. What makes us feel better, like? It matches our opinion. Yeah, it it matches your (laughs) opinion, and I'll be—it's—it's very funny because I am—I have always been um, middle Democrat. That's just what I've always been. But I got put into some Republican groups, evidently for something that I said on my page. They assumed that I was. Republican. So in this group, I'm in both groups and I get to see and watch both groups. You're you're more
1: powerful than I. I literally can't do it. I'm so in the middle and I just literally can't I can't do it. I just want to smack people. I just want to be like, why? How can you not just be in the middle with me? Like what I can see both. I, the extremeness of both, I just yeah. And it's both like, I blame both sides. Like yeah. you don't have to be that crazy. Like I laugh so hard at our national government and I, I'm in it. I'm really in it. And I, I see it all the time. And I'm like, I cannot believe any of you are married. <laughs> I cannot believe that your relationships have worked at all because this is not how life works. Like it's not my weird highway. Like yeah. it does not work like that. How is your wife or husband like, You've got to compromise. Or maybe that's why they don't compromise because they got to do it at home all the time. Like, I, I don't like sports, but I watch it until my husband goes to bed and then I change a channel. It's great. Right. That's our compromise. Like, I, but then he eats whatever I want for dinner. Like, he, right. indeed, I cook, he does the dishes. He takes out the trash, I empty the dishwasher.
0: Like, how is it so hard for people to compromise? Right. Well, And why? why does someone have to be at fault wrong and why if you want to live your life and do your own thing why are you judging everybody else for doing that wanting to do their own thing it's just it was it it's it's crazy i have been called so many different names in these groups and i'll comment on some of it on on, in a middle on a middle way because they don't know who i am they don't know what i really believe in because i do get to pick up both sides and a little bit of each and i'm like that makes sense Okay, that was that's stupid. And then over here, I'm like, how do you even get there? Like, what would you even think that would be possible? Like, it. So
1: I I I always say that. I always say that's like literally not possible. Well, and I I I try to bring people down too. Like, I have a few people who are really extreme Trump supporters and really extreme Biden supporters, and um, I I try to say to them, can I ask you a question? And they're what. What in your life has really changed based off of the president? Like, do I agree with President Trump's craziness on Twitter? No. But when you think about it, what in your life, like in your day-to-day life, has really been impacted? You need to be more worried about Congress, the House, the, the Senate. They like it's all important. It goes like this. It's not like this. Right. Like, you need to take basic civics lessons, like everybody's freaking out about the presidential election, which we should care about it. But you also need to care about all the other pieces. Cause again, it's, it's not this. No. And I say this presidential piece isn't the most important piece of it all. Like yeah. it is important, but like I live in South Dakota, you live in Kansas, more than likely the States are going red. I yeah. mean, Kansas hasn't gone blue in a long time in the presidential race. I don't think South Dakota has gone blue since like the thirties. I, it hasn't. So it's like, for me, congressional and state delegations are really important. And I, I want to watch and pay really close attention to that. Am I still going to vote for the president? Yeah, I'm going to vote for the president in the presidential election. But I
0: know that. But it's just people just tear people apart. And for what? Do you, do you think that COVID has uh, made people aware of how much power some people, like governors and legislatures actually have because I never really, I mean, they, they always just kind of went to their meetings and they passed a few bills, sales tax went up, property tax went up, you could drink at 18, maybe drink at 21. But then did anyone ever think that someone could say, you don't get to leave your house? I think that, and I compare this very often,
1: like the mask mandate, because I, I think a lot of times people get really confused with what we can and can't regulate. And I say, it's kind of like when they make you wear a seatbelt. Why do they make okay. you wear a seatbelt? I mean, my dad always used to say that because he, out, he actually got in a car accident when he was younger. He talks about it all the time <laughs> where if he would have been wearing a seatbelt, he would have died. I still tell him to wear a seatbelt and he does, but it's, it's that like that kind of thing. I compared the seatbelt. Why do we wear the seatbelt? Why, how can we get ticketed for wearing a seatbelt? It's, the government can really regulate a lot. And I think the thing that has been most prevalent to people that I've noticed is city government. City yeah. government, county government. Yeah. They, they really get the importance now. And like our election that we just had in Aberdeen, um, we had over a thousand voters turn out for just the city council, my area. And I think that the last election cycle, a total of 500 had turned out for that. So right. we doubled it. And I think that's impressive. But I think people are really paying attention. And I got right. a lot of engagement. And so I think that they're really getting the the lower governments do
0: matter more, right? And right. that's a huge, huge thing. Well, and people that were in the lower governments had to step up and do more because the ones that had been there for a while they just show up on their Tuesday. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, and now they're like, this. We have to do what? Oh, and oh, so I don't want to do this. My 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 county commissioners have received some emails from me, um, and. Uh, uh, I have been, I have gotten some notes back from a couple of them. And I ter- I, I never attack or anything like that. I state my case. I state th- what, what I believe should happen, why it should happen, and how it should happen. I don't say, you know, you're an idiot for doing blah, 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 blah. I'm always doing it in a positive way. I know that you're going to, you're going to do the best thing you can for all the people that are in in Shawnee County and your decision I know that you're taking it very seriously and that you are taking responsibility for your decision and mm-hmm. that would put it on your shoulders more than me saying well you're an idiot for mm-hmm. blah 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 hey okay, you're they're not going to read the rest of your email but if you Exactly. I always
1: say that. Always start out nice. Yeah. You go so much further being nice. The the people I feel the worst for, you know, I decided to run for city official. I knew what I was getting into. I'm paid. I I'm doing this. Who I feel really bad for is the fair board, the, um, the school, the people who had to shut down the pool here, you know, they're all volunteer positions and the amount of attacks that they received were just unacceptable in my opinion. Like the thing that's sad about it too, is reasonings behind stuff like the pool, for example, our pool got shut down. And, you know, they had spent a lot of time researching it. And a huge part of it was ju- there was just no way to control it as far as like, okay, we need to have this number in there. And then if we have a case, what do we do? And we have this huge line waiting because we're clicking people in or out. Like it just didn't work. Right. And the things people said, it just broke my heart. Cause I'm like, these are volunteers. Like you know how hard it is to find people to volunteer for stuff, let alone a park board or a, a fair boy and now and now you're gonna feel like we need new people okay good luck do you want to volunteer? you You want to step up yeah
0: (laughs) what are you doing once a week like well and you know when it first came out and it first came out my attitude then and my attitude now is I suffered um I was like three years worth of depression with my second ex-husband um where I just spent time with my daughter, I've scrapbooked. I never left the house, and it was just three wasted years of my life. Um, and so, once once it got into like uh, maybe June, July, I was like, I'm going to chalk this up to just another wasted year. I'm not even going to waste my energy on trying to add the memories. I'm just going to do my work and my job, build my business, and have fun with my podcast and I'm going to, I'm just going to make a shift. Now it's not, I, I love when people say, oh, it's the new normal. Well, I don't know about you, but every year to me is a new normal. I never have the same year ever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what even that means by what's oh, the new normal. That's a good uh, point. Of It's it's every year is new to me. So I might go and travel all these different places one year and then never go to another place. I might go see five chief games. And then I don't go the next year at all. I might go to a lot of baseball games and hang out with different friends in Kansas city. And then I go to Kansas city twice in one year, every year changes. Take advantage of Kansas city being right there. I miss that so much. (laughs) Oh, I love Kansas city. Oh, I miss Kansas city so much. I miss taco via. Oh my gosh. Um, now did you go to the one over on 119th street? Is that the one you're talking about? No, the one on Fairline, right oh, there. Oh, our, our Taco Villa in Topeka. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Taco Villa. <laughs> so Taco Villa versus Tortilla Jacks. Somebody who just had
1: that argument with me, mm-hmm. and I sent them Taco Villa, and I sent them exactly what to order, and they said they still like Tortilla Jacks better. And I said, well, I guess that's like... We're just gonna have to agree to disagree. See, Taco Villa is enchiladas and chili con queso. That's queso, the they have that nacho with the with the jalapenos on it. The cookies, yeah. My friend, my friends own Taco Villa. Well, Which tell that your friends is tacos. <laughs> tell your friends that I literally put another post on Facebook for <laughs> a friend, asking about if it was possible to ship Taco Villa <laughs> to me. <laughs> to my friend, I mean. To my friend. Your, to your friend. <laughs> to my friend. <laughs> like, seriously. But I do have friends that are coming here in a couple weeks, and they know. Like, I said, we're probably going to spend, like, $100 at Taco Via, and I have, like, all the things, and you just freeze it.
0: Right. And I don't
1: well, even care if it's soggy.
0: Go in. Have them, like, call in, talk to the owner, and just say, this: I live here, and I would like to place an order. Would you be able to, you know, get it into containers – I bet you he would just put it in the container so he could they could just buy the meat and buy the cheese. I mean, you have the chips. I mean, they're just chips. I would have to say, but um, and, I need
1: I need those beans though. Those beans are so give me a, good. A container of beans. I bet and, he the, was- and the salsa. Oh. <laughs> I miss Taco via. If I mean, if I come back to Topeka, which I don't even know the next time I'll be able to come back, I will eat a Taco via every day. <laughs> Every day, I have like a list of places I go. I eat at like twenty places. Yeah. So, don't t- you better go and take advantage of what you have there, man. You don't <laughs> know
0: what you have. Taco, oh, taco food. is good. There's a Taco Vila, not Via, but Vila in Kansas City that oh. I go to, and they have the best enchiladas as well. And it's like the same thing. It's kind of like a Taco Casa, um, but oh better God, food. That too. I
1: pretty much love all those locally owned. I don't care. I'll go to Tortilla Jack's, Taco Via, Taco Casa. But if I'm going to Taco Casa, I'm going down to G's and getting some frozen custard. Yes. Now, Taco
0: Costa is no longer Taco Casa. It's Big Al's. Oh, it's, okay. It's, Al still owns it, but he just took the Taco Casa name off because it's a franchise name. Same oh, food, bye. but it's um, Big Al. The franchise name don't matter. I, yeah. Taco I know Costa. where it's at. It's Taco <laughs> Al's, yes. Yeah, we do have good food here. I, I work with all the restaurants. That's what I'm trying to do here, and um, I have a group that I'm getting ready to build. It's called Restaurant Owners Badass Business Owners, and it's going to be for restaurants all over the United States. Nice. So, um, I have I'll have cards that I that these are my cards for Topeka that I will actually have made yeah. and then I'll mail them to people in different state in different cities. And then when you go in, you just say, hey, go join this group. And what we do is we just talk about things that are for restaurants. So awesome. anyway, all right, well, I'm going to this. We've been here for an hour. Wow. I, time flies. And I know you have an important meeting to go to. So I always uh, do. we will be back. If you ever want to do uh, another episode, let me know we, if you want to chat some more. I always love having people on my show. And um, we are over a 1,000. We are in 25 states. We're in four different countries. Wow. I know. It's growing. So as soon as I get this up on YouTube and the anchor, um, I'll tag you in it. That way you can share it. I will. I'm excited. Awesome. All right. Well, tell Scott hi. And will. Oh, we will chat with everybody later. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to another superstar episode of Kimology 411. Um, where I get to talk with all the other superstars. Thank you so much. And everyone, keep taking all of your adventures. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.